0: Hello Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the remarkable story of Jim Simons, an enigmatic mathematician and hedge fund maven whose unprecedented success is captured in The Man Who Solved the Market by Gregory Zuckerman. This 2019 narrative unfolds the life of Simons from his dazzling achievements in geometry, award-winning contributions to mathematics, to his covert endeavors in cracking Soviet codes. Eventually, it showcases his unprecedented rise through the establishment and operation of Renaissance Technologies, a firm that revolutionized market strategies with advanced algorithms. Gregory Zuckerman, the author, brings a wealth of expertise as a special writer at the Wall Street Journal and is a thrice-honored recipient of the Gerald Loeb Award, the pinnacle of recognition in business journalism. Zuckerman is also known for his previous insightful works, The Frackers, and The Greatest Trade Ever. The Man Who Solved the Market is not merely a biography. It is a lens into the mind of a man who broke the boundaries of finance with mathematics. As such, this episode is highly recommended for professionals in finance, business journalists, and anyone fascinated by the intersection of high-level mathematics and real-world financial innovation. Join us as we explore the intellectual journey and the market wizardry of Jim Simons, a man who rewrote the rules of investing. The Man Who Solved the Market How Jim Simons Launched the Quant Revolution Introduction Unlock the Secrets of a Mathematical Maverick, Jim Simons. Imagine a person who can gaze at the chaotic dance of stock prices and discern a hidden rhythm, a mathematical heartbeat pulsing beneath the surface. That's Jim Simons, an enigmatic hedge fund titan whose name might not be as mainstream as Warren Buffett's, but whose success and cerebral approach to investment have reshaped how we think about the market. Jim Simons doesn't just play the market, he listens to it, watches it, deciphers it. Much like observing the hypnotic undulations of a school of fish or the ghostly glow of distant stars through a telescope, Simons treats the financial market as a cosmic puzzle, one he's determined to solve through the elegant equations of mathematics. More than just a rainmaker on Wall Street, Simons has etched his name in history, Not just for his net worth, but for the sheer brilliance of his methodology. Renaissance Technologies, the company at the heart of Simons' legend, is not just a hedge fund. It's a beacon for financial scholars, analysts, and competitors alike, who are desperate to decode its enigmatic and successful trading algorithms. Discussions about Renaissance don't just skirt around profit margins. They wade into the depths of proprietary technology the kind that has offered returns that sound like fiction to the uninitiated. But Siemens is far from being a one-trick financier. With a rich tapestry of a career that meshes the acute angles of geometry with the intricate codes of espionage and extends to the warmth of philanthropic giving, Siemens is an individual whose narrative splits across multiple dimensions. With such a multifaceted persona, one becomes eager to explore the vignettes of his life, from his precocious grappling with the ancient conundrum of Zeno's paradox as a toddler, to his fondness for a particular Joseph Conrad's literary work, enough to name his venture after it. And yet, for all his academic accolades and financial clout, Simons maintains an air of approachability, The picture of this financial magician coming to deliver a lecture with an absent necktie speaks to his disinterest in the superficial trappings of his trade, focusing wholly on the substance of his work. Through this exploration, we'll discover various facets of a man who has quietly, yet indelibly, left his mark on both the mathematical universe and the seething world of Wall Street. Prepare to dive deep into the life of Jim Simons the man who brought a mathematician's touch to the tumult of the markets. Part One, A Numbers Prodigy, Jim Simons's Early Affinity for Math From his earliest days, Jim Simons exhibited a fascination with numbers that seemed to go beyond ordinary childhood curiosity. His world was one of digits and divisions, a realm where the abstract became play, and numerical challenges were tackled with precocious talent. Growing up in 1930s Massachusetts, as the cherished only child of Matthew and Marcia Simons, Jim's leanings towards numbers revealed themselves in remarkable ways. Imagine, if you will, a three-year-old dividing 1024 by 2 repeatedly, manifesting an almost otherworldly grasp of numerical concepts. But it wasn't just figures on paper that captivated young Simons. On a seemingly mundane family drive, a four year old Jim found himself pondering a practical conundrum the impossibility of an empty gas tank. In his mind, having the tank's content endlessly negated the possibility of it ever being fully depleted, inadvertently treading the same philosophical ground that vexed the ancient mind of Zeno with his famous paradoxes. Such early encounters with complex mathematical ideas pointed to something special within Jim that couldn't be ignored, an innate relationship with math that was too strong to be directed elsewhere. Despite well-meaning advice from the family's physician, who suggested a medical career, a smart choice for a bright Jewish boy, Jim's destiny was clearly forged in numerical equations rather than surgical incisions. He set his sights on MIT, where he plunged into a mathematics degree. Jim faced challenges initially, even failing some exams, but after dedicating a summer to tackling thorny theorems, his understanding and passion flourished. He found himself lying on the campus grounds, eyes closed, fully immersed in mathematical reverie, pondering whether the intricacies of math held the secret code to the universe's enigma. In a serendipitous moment, the sight of his professors, formidable figures in math, Engaged in intense nocturnal debate over coffee and cigarettes, sealed Jim's love for the discipline. It wasn't just any life he sought, but one rich in the unending pursuit of mathematical truths, where the inspiration struck not by day, but by the allure of endless nights punctuated by caffeine, the haze of tobacco, and the thrill of mathematical discovery. Part Two The Unexpected Transition from Academia to Espionage. Jim Simons' Code Breaking Adventure. After setting the academic world alight with his extraordinary doctoral thesis on the fascinating complexities of higher dimensional geometries, Jim Simons seemed destined for a long and storied career in academics. Harvard University snatched him up, eager to add his brilliance and his unorthodox teaching style to their faculty. Imagine a classroom buzzing with the excitement of learning, where the professor, Often sounds socks, shares in the thrill of exploring algebraic labyrinths that even he admits can be just beyond his grasp. That was Jim Simons, approachable, passionate, and frankly a bit of a maverick in the staid halls of Harvard. But the shine of academia began to fade for Simons. The routine of lectures and politely muted conversation at academic mixers lost its lustre as the longing for novel challenges grew. And so, in a move that stunned many, he abandoned his post at Harvard in 1964 for a rather different arena espionage. Simons was recruited by the Institute for Defense Analyses, IDA, a nerve center of intellectual might dedicated to aiding the United States in the technological tug of war known as the Cold War. Mathematicians here weren't required to know the first thing about espionage or code breaking, it was their pure mathematical acumen that IDEA coveted. Their motto, Celebrating trials and errors as pathways to brilliance resonated with Simon's philosophy. The IDA's record in code-breaking was lacklustre at the time. They had been out of touch with the Soviets' cryptographic advancements for over ten years. Into this challenge stepped Simon's, whose mathematical prowess birthed an algorithm so efficient that it would represent a new epoch in code-breaking. When the Soviet Union unwittingly transmitted a message with an error, The mistake offered a golden opportunity. Simons and his team pounced, wielding their new algorithm to peel back the layers of Soviet encryption. The success catapulted Simons to celebrity status within the clandestine world of cryptology. Yet, as had become characteristic of this insatiable mathematician, not even the thrill of breaking enemy codes could quell his appetite for complexity and discovery. His journey would take him beyond the world of espionage, driven by the ever-present hunger for greater challenges and mysteries to unravel. Part 3. Geometric Mastery and Financial Innovation Jim Simons's Dual Conquests During his tenure with the IDA, Jim Simons's days weren't filled solely with clandestine pursuits. Surplus time became the canvas for his intellectual musings, allowing him space to contrast the abstract beauty of geometry with the rhythm of rising and falling stock prices. Meanwhile, his relentless pursuit of pure mathematical knowledge harvested rich rewards. His focus was the arcane but enchanting world of minimal surfaces. Think of the delicate, smooth plane a soap film carves out within a loop of wire. Simons was enthralled by this graceful expression of mathematics questioning whether such elegance could persist within the more complex realm of multidimensional spaces. The result of his immersion was a groundbreaking paper, Minimal Varieties in Riemannian Manifolds, published in 1968. It vaulted him into the upper echelons of geometric thinking and solidified his position as a mathematician of extraordinary depth and innovation. Yet even while his theoretical findings in geometry garnered applause in academic circles, Simons found himself drawn toward the tangible and tumultuous arena of the financial markets. He saw in the rise and fall of stock prices echoes of complex systems and wondered if his mathematical intuition could decipher their patterns and betook in their ebbs and flows with scientific precision. Simons began to construct a revolutionary trading model that bucked the traditional approach of weighing earnings reports and company news. Instead, he proposed that the markets were beholden to abstract states akin to the physical states of matter. Each of these states, such as the erratic high-variance or the promising good state, indicated different market behaviors found in the data rather than economic fundamentals. This conceptual framework, while rudimentary by today's standards, was pioneering in its time. It anticipated the future of predictive models that would straddle diverse domains, a testament to Simons' role as a visionary in both the mathematical and financial worlds. Part 4. From Math Departments to Market Dynamics Jim Simons' Journey to Founding Monometrics In 1968, Jim Simons faced an unexpected shift in his career trajectory. An outspoken critic of the Vietnam War, he found himself ousted from the IDA, his differences in perspective proving too great for the institution. Undeterred, Simons navigated back to the shores of academia, securing a prestigious position at Stony Brook University where his intellectual fervor could flourish anew. But the confines of academia could not contain Simons' ambitious spirit. Eager to meld his mathematical expertise with the pecuniary promise of Wall Street, Simons embarked on a venture that was, at its heart, an experiment. At 40 years old, he launched Monometrics. It was more than just a hedge fund management firm. It was a quest to unearth the elusive patterns that swirled beneath the market surface. The pursuit of wealth was a siren's call that Simons did not shy away from. He wanted to harness his mathematical prowess in a way that would turn theories into fortunes. Recognizing the value of collaboration, Simons tapped Leonard Baum, a trusted friend from the IDA Times and co-creator of the Baum-Welch algorithm, a tool known for making educated guesses out of seemingly random sequences of events, such as decoding hidden Markov chains. Baum's insights would prove invaluable as they sought to apply similar predictive strategies to the stock market's flow. In an age before digital trading platforms and sophisticated computational models, simplicity marked the beginning of their endeavor. Their office, merely a modest space among Long Island's retail establishments, filled with manual graphs and charts, became the laboratory of their financial experimentation. Their initial focus was the currency market, an arena that quickly proved fertile for their strategy. A striking moment came when Baum, lounging on the beach, suddenly envisioned an incoming fiscal tide related to the undervalued British pound. His instinct was unerring. With Thatcher's policies primed to bolster the pound, Baum and Simmons swept in to invest. And as the value of the pound soared, so did the fortunes of monometrics, swelling their resources like a spring flood. It was a clear demonstration that the synthesis of mathematical acumen and financial acuity could yield staggering success, a principle that would become the bedrock of Jim Simons's legacy in the hedge fund world. Part 5. The Symbolic Connection Between Monometrics and Literature's Moral Quandaries at the heart of Jim Simons's foray into the world of high finance was monometrics, a name that conjured images of advanced mathematics and wealth generation. But the true genesis of the name had literary underpinnings, mirroring a journey of the soul as much as it charted a financial one. Simons, surrounded by a cerebral crew of mathematicians turned financiers, sought a moniker for his burgeoning hedge fund that would capture the essence of his venture. The name Nimroy was chosen, an anagram that paid homage to Lord Jim, a novel by Joseph Conrad, interwoven delicately with a nod to the Royal Bank of Bermuda, the financial conduit for monometrics dealings. Conrad's Lord Jim tells the story of a young sailor, plagued by guilt and shame, pivoting from a single moment of cowardice as he abandons a distressed ship. Greg Hullander, a keen-eyed recruit at Monometrix, noticed that Simmons saw his own shadow in Conrad's protagonist. The shifting of his career from the noble pursuit of academia to the gilded chase of finance struck a chord similar to Jim's inner conflict. The name Nimroy was not just a shrewd financial decision, but a window into Simon's own grappling with the mercurial nature of honor and success. The early days of the fund tested the medal of Simons and his team. Rookie investment mistakes were made. They bought low, but hesitated to sell when the winds were favorable. A painful lesson came with Gold's sharp plunge from its dizzying heights to a sobering low, taking with it a significant chunk of Monometrix's potential profits. Within the quiet confines of his office, Jim Simons lay on a couch, steeped in reflection. Projecting the image of a man burdened by doubt, questioning his capabilities to Hollander, Simons revisited the tale of Conrad's Lord Jim. He saw similarities in their self-perception and stark shortcomings, musing darkly on the character's ultimate fate, a veiled parallel to his own trepidations amid the tumultuous sea of the financial world. Part Six, Pioneering the Computer Revolution in Investment with Renaissance technologies. The initial stumbles of Monometrics were but a prelude to the symphony of success that was to follow, as Jim Simons set his sights on harnessing technology to revolutionize the investment industry. With computers at the helm of his strategic planning, Simons steered his firm, now aptly rebranded as Renaissance Technologies, into the future. In sharp contrast to his contemporaries, who still clung to traditional market analyses and gut instincts, Simons envisioned a digital treasure trove, an archive of historical market data that could be sifted for gold nuggets of predictive patterns. Renaissance technologies became a veritable time machine with Simons collecting and inputting vast swathes of old financial records from archaic World Bank ledgers to pre-war currency valuations into the memory of its computers. The quest was not without challenges. The financial landscape was a thematic cacophony, and contemporary movements proved a far cry from their historical counterparts. The solution lay not in peering into the past, but in a real time surveillance of market pulses. Simons amassed cutting edge computers, copious data storage, and high speed market data links, solidifying Renaissance technologies as an investor with unparalleled insights into the market's heartbeat. At the intersection of this burgeoning data stream and the predictive prowess of Leonard Baum's math stood James Axe, a brilliant algebraist recruited by Simons. Axe refined Baum's methodologies, adapting them to the restless tides of the 1980s at markets. The fusion of this algebraic ingenuity with the advent of increasingly powerful computers propelled their strategies to new-found heights. It was a watershed moment. Prompting Simons and Axe to baptize their hedge fund Medallion in a nod to the mathematical accolades that had been the prologue to their current venture. Medallion was the crystallization of their combined intellectual might, both a tribute to past achievements and a beacon of future prosperity. Renaissance Technologies Medallion Fund charted a course that would become legendary, boasting an astronomical average annual return of over 66% and raking in trading profits surpassing $100 billion. They may not have deciphered the entire market's enigma, but they had certainly attuned their instruments to pick up its subtler signals, transforming whispers of market trends into a harmonious tune of profit and financial foresight. Part seven, when Renaissance met Robert Mercer, a tale of technical genius, and diverging paths. The constellation that was Renaissance Technologies needed new stars to chart its course across financial universes. And that quest led Jim Simons to cross paths with Robert Mercer, a coding virtuoso with a track record of groundbreaking work at IBM. Mercer's achievements in speech recognition technology stood out as heralds of his technical prowess making him an ideal candidate for Renaissance's ambitions. Mercer had been transfixed by computers since his youth, finding solace and challenge in the emerging realms of technology during the 60s and 70s. A chance encounter with astronaut Neil Armstrong at a youth science camp had lit the fire of possibility within him, a beacon that would guide his educational and career choices, leading to remarkable advancements in computer speed at a weapons lab. It was there, however, that his disillusionment with government bureaucracy ignited a staunch preference for individualism and minimal state intervention. Upon joining Renaissance, Mercer's coding acumen proved transformative, honing the firm's systems, rooting out inefficiencies, and ultimately contributing to its financial success during the 1990s. Yet, It was Mercer's silent ideological stance, a quiet commitment to the right-wing cause, that would eventually catch the spotlight. His demure demeanor veiled a fervent belief in conservative politics, manifesting in substantial financial support for platforms like Breitbart and, more notably, Donald Trump's presidential campaign. This stood in stark contrast to Simon's democratic leanings and his own political contributions. Within the walls of Renaissance, politics played second fiddle to the intricate dance of numbers and algorithms. However, as Mercer's political engagements grew increasingly public, tensions arose, culminating in his departure from the co-CEO post at Renaissance due to investor pressure amidst the controversy of the 2016 election. Reportedly, it was Simons who made the unenviable decision to steer Renaissance clear of the political maelstrom. Jim Simons and Robert Mercer, two paragons of their respective crafts, carved indelible marks on history, one through the lens of mathematics and the other through the binary of computing. Their lives diverged dramatically in ideology and influence, reflecting the complex intersections of brilliance, technology, and personal convictions. They typed away, reshaping the fabric of finance and politics, leaving an enduring impact on both spheres. Part 8. The Remarkable Legacy of a Modern-Day Medici in Finance. Jim Simons. Jim Simons' Curriculum Vitae is a document that tells the story of a man who could rival the influence of the Medici family, not in the realm of European politics or Renaissance art, but within the modern complexities of global finance and beyond. To enumerate his accomplishments is to outline a life less ordinary, marked by unprecedented success and profound impact. Standing at the pinnacle of trading history, Siemens has outmatched the profits of revered investment gurus, names like Warren Buffett and George Soros, through the unparalleled gain of the Medallion Fund, which boasts over $100 billion in profits. In recent times, Renaissance has consistently garnered annual trading returns that eclipse the entire revenue of renowned companies such as Levi Strauss and Hyatt Hotels. With a personal fortune estimated at $23 billion, Simon's wealth surpasses that of figures like Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch. The innovation-driven trading strategies spearheaded by Renaissance technologies didn't just rewrite the playbook for finance. They left an indelible mark on a multitude of industries. From sports teams embracing data analysis to healthcare professionals and military strategists employing mechanized and algorithmic assistance. the Renaissance model has crystallized as a standard protocol. yet. Jim Simon's story is not merely one of financial juggernauts and algorithms. His legacy, akin to the famed Medici support of artistic and intellectual endeavors, has found its expression in a dedication to philanthropy. His contributions are vast and varied. The Simon's Foundation fortifying the pillars of education and health, Math for America nurturing the next generation of educators, supporting healthcare initiatives in Nepal and endowing Stony Brook University with resources to advance knowledge and discovery. Today, Simmons remains an enigmatic figure, almost mythical in stature. A veil of secrecy envelops the workings of Renaissance technologies, with employees bound to silence on the firm's inner machinations. But even with this cloak of discretion, the image of the young Jim Simons, eyes closed, dreaming in numbers, persists as an enduring and poignant origin story for one of the world's most mysterious and influential characters in finance and beyond. Final summary. In a narrative that spans from the elegant theories of geometry to the clandestine corridors of Cold War cryptology, Jim Simons emerges as a figure who transcends the typical trajectory of a brilliant mathematician. His journey carries him past the threshold of academia and deep into the arcane world of code-breaking, where his work paves the way for new approaches to interpreting data patterns. Yet, it is in the volatile sphere of finance, where Simons marks his most indelible legacy with the founding of Renaissance technologies. There, he turns the traditional investment strategies on their head championing a radical new model that relies on sophisticated algorithms, vast data collection, and computing power to decipher the subtle movements of the markets. The success of Renaissance technologies, anchored by the Medallion Fund's unparalleled performance, revolutionizes the finance sector, setting a precedent that ripples across industries worldwide. In the wake of this seismic shift, Jim Simons evolves into a figure reminiscent of the legendary Medici, using his amassed wealth to fuel a gamut of philanthropic efforts that span education, health, scientific research and more. From a prodigy absorbed by numbers, to a magnate who scripts an entirely new chapter of financial history, Jim Simons' life story is a testament to the power of mathematical elegance and a relentless quest for innovation. His legacy is that of a maverick who not only predicted the market's fluctuations, but reshaped the very landscape of global finance and philanthropy. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book,